This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster and William Martin. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 296. Mike Dexter is an asshole. Yes, sure he is. is. Uh, you know who else is? Well, no. Nobody's really an asshole. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there, honestly, because there's, there's no bad news. Really bad news at the moment? No. no There's no terrible news. No terrible news. Uh, good news, though, is the Red Bulls actually went out and signed somebody. Cool. We the, ba- the Some of my bad part is that it's a guy who is relatively unknown. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Bulls, it was uh, yesterday, actually, right? Wednesday? Was, or, sorry, Monday, because today is Tuesday. Jesus Christ, I'm losing track of days. <laughs> you think it's Thursday. <laughs> Uh, Red Bulls signed Mathis Jorgensen from, and I'm going to screw up the team name, Odinez Bulkit? Bul- Maybe. It, on, on Wikipedia, it just, it just listed as OB. So, uh, from the Danish Superliga, uh, rumored $2.5 million fee, and they'll be using TAM, or the targeted allocation money, to buy down his salary for 2019. <clears throat> so, what do you guys think of the Red Bulls going out? Oh, sorry, and he's a forward. What do you guys think about the Red Bulls going out and getting some attacking uh, support for Ray Phillips? Well, somebody asked, uh, someone posted on Facebook, like, why do you think they make this move? And a couple of people said depth. And I don't think it's a depth move. You're not signing like an 18-year-old for depth. You're you're signing, uh, you know, an Eric Alexander for depth. You know, I think this is a guy that clearly they have an eye on that they want to play on the first team as another striker. I mean, all these years, all we had was Bradley Bear Phillips, and they're taking a shot as a, at a kid, right? Go young, right? Hopefully you can develop him, have him for three, four-year good years, and then sell him. Basically pull a Chelsea, but without a loan deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I do think it is kind of in that vein of, yeah, in a couple, they're hoping in a few years he's going to be worth more than what they paid for him and then sell him on. Um, in terms of what his, you know, potential impact this year is, I, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing him playing all that much. I mean, he scored only two goals in the Danish Superliga, um, you know, in what, 15 and some odd appearances, something like that. I think, it was, uh, I think I saw three and 17, but yeah, still. It's... Yeah. It's, you know, so it's not like in Danish Superliga. I mean, I think once upon a time was a better league than the, uh, MLS. I'm not so sure it is anymore. Um, He's apparently highly thought of, uh, you know, it, it's, I think he, it's possible they could build him into something, but I, I would be 
a bit shocked if we saw him on the field much this season. Uh, I mean, I th- I think you need to see him because there's always congestion in the schedule, mm-hmm. you know. And I I really think this is a guy that they're signing for the future to be a, a legit player. Whether that works or not, I don't know. You know, we don't know if it's going to pan out, but mm-hmm. I really think they're finally bringing a kid in that they think could be the future. Bradley Ray Phillips, what do we talk about every year? Right? Mm-hmm. So he's not getting any younger. Well, they're getting him relatively inexpensive. They're not signing a 30-year-old striker. They're bringing in a kid. He's apparently a first-teamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's already been said. So, but, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I like that they made a move. Mm-hmm. And we just have to help. hope it, help, uh, hope it uh, works out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's a bad signing. It's just uh, in terms of helping this team get to the MLS Cup this year, I don't think this move has anything to do with that. I I don't see that playing in at all. So for whatever it's worth, uh, according to the UEFA uh, website, Denmark is right now the 14th ranked uh, for club teams. It's 14th ranked uh, nation in the region. So, I mean... There's, I mean, it's not it's not close to the top, but it's not terrible either. Because it's 14th out of like out of 55, so. And the Red Bulls have played pulled players out of weirder places, so. Mm-hmm. True. Just well, at least it's at least not Uzbek to like third division, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just upset I didn't get a jersey with the 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 slash O. Ooh, good old slash O. Yeah. Eh, just wait. Uh, I, I, I think it's a good idea to bring him in. Uh, you know, I think we all would hope for somebody a little more established, especially maybe in the midfield only because of Adams gone, which we do have a question about that. So we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but in terms of planning for Wright Phillips leaving or retiring, Bringing in somebody young like this is probably the right move. You let him grow while you still have the safety net of Wright Phillips there. So if if you can hold on to him for you know two three years, and let him develop and be able to hold on to him for a few more years after Wright Phillips is gone, it ends up being I think one of the the best moves of the year. But that is all, of course, predicated on the fact that he actually does perform. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the question which I just mentioned. Um, Casey Jones at Grateful Shred 23 asks, do you think the void left from Adams has been filled from players returning from injury and new signings, et cetera, or do you think his absence will be glaring? Uh, I don't think his absence will be glaring. Um, I, I think uh, Riza can fill that role adequately. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't think um, – it won't be as good for sure. I mean, Tyler Adams is otherworldly. I mean, he stepped right into Bundesliga and hasn't skipped a beat. Um, you know, so, you know, he's a special talent and we're replacing him with a guy who couldn't handle it in the Bundesliga. So, um, or it might be Christian Caceres. I don't know. Uh, so I think in the, we got players to play there, but I, I don't think it's going to be as good as, uh, you know, as it typically would be for, uh, you know, when uh, Adams was in town, but it should be fine. You know, uh, when you play, replace a superstar with fine, <laughs> you know, it's kind of 
how it goes, you know? <laughs> I think they're definitely going to have to change the way they play just a little bit because mm-hmm. he was such a motor and he was yeah. all over the field. And they, they didn't replace him with anyone with that kind of speed. As, as much as I like the other players, and I, I really like all the other guys coming back, but <laughs> how, how do you stop a, a, a teen, what was he, 19 years old? 18, 19, with, and just would play full speed for 90 minutes. Yeah. You're not going to replace it. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, I don't think it's going to destroy the defense at all. I think they're still pretty solid in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe just change up a little bit what you do in that that uh, the back of the midfield. Mm-hmm. Adams turns 20 on Thursday, by the way. Look at that. Boom. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be glaring like Pat said, but I don't think it's going to be completely filled anytime soon, or at least not obviously filled. Um, unless somebody steps up, I I think it's going to be one of those, the only way you fill the void is a collective effort of everybody else around that position to emulate part of what Adams brought to that position. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh so the Red Bulls are going to be back in actual game action uh, starting next week, the February 20th. Uh, CONCACAF round of 16 kicks off against uh, their opponent, Atletico Punt. I can't, I'm not going to bother trying. Pantoja. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the away leg is on the 20th, matches at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and the home leg is the 27th, at 8, also at 8 p.m., uh, as of right now, there is no TV coverage announced, whether it's online or cable. Uh, Red Bulls Radio will be covering the matches, so there's at least audio. How? That will be provided. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> Are they going to get like Morse, like Morse code coming in? You're going to get updates on the wire? Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're basically going to pull the scene from Bull Durham, where <laughs> the guy's sitting in, in the radio booth back in uh, South Carolina. And- Please see it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they'll simulate a ball hitting the back of the net. Right. Figure that out. Uh, whoosh. Anyway, so, yeah, no TV. We don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, CONCACAF decides to stream it again. But, yeah. This, this, is, a not, this is not a good look for this tournament. No. I mean, Fox, Fox at least has, like, Fox Soccer Match Pass, and they don't even want to buy it for that. Like, that's how bad this is. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what kind of field they're going to be playing on. Yeah, just going to have to imagine from what we hear on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pretend it's pristine when I know it's it's probably just 75% dirt. Yeah, probably lumpy. Yeah. Maybe a baseball field. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm pretty pretty sure that the starters are not playing another preseason game until next week now. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, moving on. Red Bull Arena is getting some improvements, uh, which have been met with kind of an up and down, a mixed reaction. What? Am I missing something here, Pat? We're not talking about the game at all. I mean, I don't know anything about them, but you want to go ahead. Do you want to talk about it? Because I don't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, quick. <laughs> like, all right, the end. Uh, yeah, they're playing next Wednesday. Enjoy. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, we could just you know, say that I hope that certainly that the TV situation gets worked out. I mean, I cross my fingers and I'm a little hopeful that there'll be some streaming option. I think, well, I think it might have been on Copa 90 last year, right? And that, that's gone under uh, or whatever that. Uh, it was Go90.com, which, which Verizon did for free, and then they stopped that, uh, yeah. I think it's like September last year. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that stopped happening, right? Yeah. So hopefully, you know, they have video options so we can all watch from home. If not, if you have the time, I'd say book a ticket. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, I guess, this game, not much you can really draw away. I mean, the team should win handedly, uh, both away and at home. Uh, and if they don't, well, then it's going to be a long season. Uh, <laughs> so, um you know, it'll be fun. Looking forward to seeing them play. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. I, I'm curious to see who starts. I'm yeah. curious if they they go, yeah, you know what? We're going to pull out our regular starters for this game. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, from what everyone says, that the Red Bulls should completely outclass them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just wondering who they – I would think Bradley starts. Mm-hmm. Robles. But I'm just curious. I'm just curious what kind of lineup you come out with knowing that – you're probably going to come out with a positive result and yeah. then you're going to go home. And then I think home is where they'll, I think they'll play more of the regular starters because you mm-hmm. still have seven. How many do you still have a full week and a half before the regular season starts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not risking anything from playing, uh, your, your eight, your A team, you know, at home on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting who trots out for this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember. Like they, they had the game against uh, Olympia, I guess, last year. Uh, I feel like it was, for the most part, heavy starter. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a Dominican Republic team, so it's really hard to see them mustering much of a challenge. Um, so I don't see why not. You couldn't like you know start a few scrubs here or there and see, you know. Um, but if they do have a week off, I mean, so I mean, really, if they, the only reason not to start it, uh, certain players would be, I guess. Um, you know, to just protect them from injury if their playing conditions are that bad. Right. And, and, and again, you're, it's still kind of preseason mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they do advance, they would play the next round uh, between March 5th and 7th. Mm-hmm. So a week later. There you go. Right, right before the, the season opener in San Jose. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it gets tricky. Well, mm-hmm. that's, when, that's when they have the Red Bull 2 guys start. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see the uh, opener. They're away at Columbus, right, for the season opener? Oh, yes. Wait. Yeah, I can see that being yeah. – I can see that will be being uh, backups in that game. Yeah, I said San Jose. Should, That's my mistake. Should they advance, that is. Yep. All right, you guys good now? Because I have nothing to add. Yeah, yep. we're good. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. Yeah, that's fine. We don't know any players, just, you know. Okay. Yeah. Best breakdown we were going to give you. Yeah. All right, so Red Bull Arena improvements. Yeah. Uh, met so far with what I've seen is kind of a mixed bag of emotions, some good, some bad. Uh, the one big thing that everybody's happy about is the new video boards, which – no, Well, hold on. Hold on. They'll be bigger, right? Yep. Now, here's my, here's my complaint because this is what's going to happen because I've already seen this happen. Uh, the local baseball team, the Iron Pigs, right? They built this brand new gigantic, maybe a year or two ago. Huge screen, giant, right? Bigger than the last one. Mm-hmm. What do you think filled up like 50% of the screen? 
Ads. Ads. They've, already, they've yeah. already shown it's going to be ads. Yeah, the yeah, picture shows ads. just ads. So really, you're not really going to probably get that much more screen. Mm-hmm. No, really, really, it's going to be the same screen just with more ad space around it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's. I mean, that's yeah. Whereas this one had no, there was no uh, ad space for it. It was just during the game. You would just look up, and it was just the game or replays. Also, it said something about, oh, it's going to show you replays. Well, the other, the other one showed you replays too. Yeah. It's not like a new feature. Yeah, I don't get that part. Brand new replays. But uh, so the the whole screen is going to be 24 feet high by 55 feet wide. And if you look at the pictures online, you can obviously tell like a good, I don't know, 25% easy is ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Pro- probably more than that. I just think about looking straight up for, at that thing in our, our uh, sections. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, next, and this is the one I think was met with more um, skepticism, was the move to mobile ticketing only, and mm-hmm. especially mobile for the red membership. So it sounds like they're not sending out cards for the red members this year. Um at least that's that's the chatter I've seen. I don't know if that's been. I'm pretty sure in the e- emails about this that there were. Um, okay, there are ten. There were cards. Yeah, you okay. talk, and I'm going to look at it again. But I'm pretty okay. sure. I I I heard questions of are we not getting a red membership? It seems like we're not that kind of thing. That's why I'm saying mm-hmm. that. But they're trying to move to mobile ticketing, basically. I for I guess paper was taking too long, although. I mean, I guess it does save them, you know, money on paper, on printing out paper tickets, and it saves envi- and it's you know it's environmental friendly and all that. Yeah. Okay, but- so here, real quick, it says a digital member card, which will be accessed for the app. So yeah, so no, no card, no physical card, right? No physical card, yep. Bummer. Uh, the only thing I could say is I remember when mobile ticketing first came to Red Bull Arena. Uh, I tried it, and my and the scanner would not work with my phone. That's I happened actually- to me like. 50 times. Yeah, so I have to go to the box office anyway, and and they've already talked about if you were to resell tickets, because that's a big thing that people were worried about, mm-hmm. is if you were to resell tickets, either A, that person has to have a uh, Red Bull account, or they can go to the box office to print it, which at that point, what's even the, the point of reselling the ticket? Because, mm-hmm. or, you know, not having a paper copy, I mean. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a cluster fudge. This 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 is what already happened to um, NYCFC, right? Yankee Stadium. They decided to go paperless, and I know people were pissed off about it. Yeah. I mean, the only the only good thing I could say is that technology's gotten better with scanning cell phones over the years. So at least there's that. Well, I'll say this much actually. Um, I bought two tickets for last year's NYCFC game um, against Red Bulls at Yankee Stadium. The only issue was I had to download the NYCFC app onto my phone to get the tickets. Uh, other than that, I mean, in terms of reselling, it shouldn't be an issue. They should get transferred pretty easily. Um, Cause that, that, you know, that was, that seemed to go pretty seamless uh, for me anyway. Um, I heard, I did hear that, that, Something about an RVNY app, so I'm not sure if like they're gonna have their own app There's, now. That's they do. They have their own app. They've had it for a while now. Uh, New okay. York Ribbles app. Yep. So now, I mean, I won't be selling my New York City FC tickets a home game, but you know, if someone does, they might have to make a New York City FC fan uh, download the app, which would be funny. <laughs> 
Um, uh, along with mobile ticketing is they're trying to move to cashless concession stands. So credit cards, mobile payments, that kind of thing. Uh, and I, I, I want to, I got to touch on that too, because I know they're saying it make it easier, but again, sometimes you swipe your card and you wait and you wait and you wait instead of just like handing them cash. Sometimes cash is like faster. Yeah. Especially, I, I, sorry, especially I'm going to say, especially people that don't know how to use technology. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, I'm not convinced it's going to be faster. No, uh, no, nothing's going to convince me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pro card. Don't get me wrong. I right. barely have cash on me, but same. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced it's going to be faster. Like, like here's my, I think it would be negligible at best. Here's my example. I worked at, and this is, this is sort of dating myself. So I worked at a supermarket back in the 2001, 2002 timeframe, right? Cause you know, high school cashier, it's kind of this stereotypical thing. People didn't understand the credit versus debit difference at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And, and debit cards weren't a new thing at that point either. Mm. People had people had problem writing checks in two thousand one. <laughs> what makes this is not going to go well? And no, it's it's going to be confusing because not everybody's reading the email on those first yeah couple exactly. Games, so and especially with like like for a few years ago, like for two three years, I I organized a family outing and I bought tickets for everybody. How does group tickets work now? Does, do I have to have everybody download the app and then distribute one by one, or can I like print them out or whatever? Like that's stuff that's been answered. And then actually, this I just thought of. So you know how, especially for the supporter sections, they check your ticket to make sure that's where you belong. Mm-hmm. Are they going to check your cell phone? Yeah, I've I've already yeah, had I the new. I just I just screen capture the uh, the, sure. the digital ticket and I just show it to them. Oh, no, no, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But my point is, like, you're already carrying enough back to your seat. Right? Oh, yeah. I, that's that's what the card, you know, I never had the mem- the actual membership card, but that's what it was good for because you got the card. They know, you know, you're a big holder. Paper tickets are always easy, right? Like, you're carrying a bunch of stuff, but you can always kind of hold it with something else. And it made it mm-hmm. really easy. now you have to pretty much dedicate a hand to your cell phone just to, to get into a section. Yeah, it, it's it's I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and the last piece of news about this is that for 2019, there's going to be a reduced capacity. They're not the amount is not known yet, but the reducing capacity to make general improvements to the stadium. So mm. it will be less than twenty five thousand seats for the the year. Oh no! Whatever they're going to do, <laughs> yeah. I know, right? No, it may look less terrible on TV. Well, no, it won't look less terrible because the seats that will be impacted will be up high anyway. Yeah, but I don't see. I don't think you're going to see that much. I mean, they're not. They didn't say they're adding suites or anything, so really, seating I don't think is going to be affected that much. Yeah, only if only if Brisas is installing like a full restaurant inside, like Yankee, like Yankee Stadium outfield style, right? They're just like a big old square if they, instead if they... of a little cart. If they turn the rest of two one behind me into like a giant restaurant, I'd be all for that. <laughs> so what would that be called, right? So like I don't know what the one that I haven't been to Yankee Stadium in a while, but I remember they had the steakhouse. So what would the Red Bulls restaurant be called? I, I just told you it's Brisa's. It's gonna be the Brisa's oh, Empanada headquarters. Yeah. Uh I would turn off on that. I'd be alright with it. Alright. Uh 
the last bit of Red Bull's news is that they released their new jersey, uh, known as the Glitch Kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to have a special design that they worked with Adidas on, and additionally, they have uh, was a fight, passion, and glory embroidered into the jersey. Yep. Uh, giving the overall jersey a, more of a gray look than white, which has been traditional for the Red Bulls, so be a little different. Uh, no words on if that's going to be the primary or the red's the primary yet. They've said that glitch is primary. Um, oh, okay, but that's, that doesn't really it doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No, because it's white designated. It's just designated primary. That's all it means. Yeah, the white was still primary last year. It just and they rarely wore it. Right. You know? Yeah, that word basically is just for like, I don't know, merchandising, pretty much. Yeah, That's about it. Purposes, yeah. Yep. I guess because technically the the red was secondary last year, it can't be redone. Kind, of, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, anyway, anyway, thoughts on the jersey? I love it. I'm getting one, so I like it. I like how different it is. I think that's the big thing. It's not white. They got the cool red jersey, which everybody, you know, fell in love with last year, and now they're doing something different. So I'm, I'm totally down with different. Totally down. Yeah, yeah I'll take a look at it on the 27th, assuming the Red Bull shop is open, and uh, see if it's worth picking up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, from the pictures I've seen, I think it's not bad. Yeah, from what I saw on the Red Bulls website, it definitely looks like it'd be kind of cool. So mm-hmm. um, now, usually I put this in dumping ground, but we're talking about jerseys. Have you guys heard about the FC Cincinnati jersey? I have not. Well, they released the the jersey came out today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for this whole season, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. They will not have authentic jerseys available for fans or the players. What? How only this and this has been confirmed by the FC Cincinnati Twitter account mm-hmm. that they will only have replica versions. Now, if you look at the difference between uh, authentic and replica jerseys, there are differences. Um, authentics are form fitting, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, replicas are not; they're like looser. So there, are, there are actual differences, and I don't know how this happens. Yeah, but they've confirmed the whole year they will only be. The teams will be playing with replica jerseys. That's insanity. I, that How? How does it, like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I, that, that makes no sense. No, it, it makes no sense. It yeah. makes absolutely no sense. Did they run out of blue? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was sorry, but there's an authentic blue shortage in the world, so. I. It's really perplexing, and who's fuck up is this? Is this the team for maybe not have, having a jersey ready in time, or is it Adidas's fault for fucking this up? Oh, it could be the league's fault. I mean, you know, it's, it's they're the ones who you know, force Adidas down every team's throat, so um, it could be on the league, but yeah, that, that this does sound insane. It, I, I don't know. It, it really, it, mm-hmm. it's mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. So since we're, since we're still on jerseys, I really don't like the stupid one jersey manufacturer for everybody. Well, I mean, they pretty much this is the way American sports are. Mm. It, I, it, I, I know. I I just don't like it. 
Yeah, just well. let 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 the teams get the best deal for themselves. Should we do the trivia game of uh, what company licensed each pro league's uh, jerseys? Because I could probably name one. What in uh, in the U.S.? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If you baseball, football, basketball, hockey, I can name football. That one's easy. That's Nike, right? Yeah. You don't know who makes baseball? New Era. That's what I was going to say. Ma- Ma- Majestic. Ah. Yeah, um, basketball's Under Armour. No, mm. and I think NHL is Reebok. Oh, Reebok's still around. I'm gonna find out right now. Watch this. Let's, let's go. Let's take a walk to the closet. Shall I'm looking we? Up at, I'm looking up NBA while you're doing that one. All right, NBA is Nike. I was wrong. Under Armour. Huh. Uh, oh, this is a replica, but it says Fanatics for the NHL. Whatever the fuck that is. Uh, the website? No, the actual jersey name. NHL is Adidas. Oh, Adidas. Adidas. Okay. Adidas. Adidas. It's, uh, Get back Ad- in there. Adidas Adizero. A-D-I-Z-E-R-O. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. That, I guess it's a brand of... Jersey, Their brand, yeah. yeah. Adidas. I was not going to buy uh, ever buy a authentic NHL. Right, yeah. Get a little crazy. Isn't a replica uh, jersey even like stupid expensive? They are, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. And New York Rangers replica jersey. Uh. There's some options at like 57 bucks. From what year? Uh, it looks like this year. Might be. Where are you buying those off of? Uh, so shop.nhl.com has Reebok New York. Oh, it's a Reebok. That's why. Uh, there you go. Never mind. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the The jerseys are like 170 bucks. Or... Yeah, forget that. All right. Maybe I'd be into your stupid sport more if I could afford your jersey hockey. How about custom, uh, authentic Devils jersey, 250 dollars? Forget that. I mean, that's that's fucking bananas. B a n a n e s. I'd be into any shelf. There was less games to watch. That shit is bananas. Oh, wow. huh. All right. Uh, anyway, let's move on because this is exciting radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> New York Red Bulls 2 season uh, slash home opener. This was actually announced back in December. We never talked about it. Uh, March 9th versus Swope Park Rangers, and that'll be at Montclair uh, Soccer Park. <clears throat> So mm-hmm. if you don't want to well, – actually, I think this is a night game. I have, to, I have to look at the schedule. I'm not sure. But if it is at night, then you can watch uh, watch Rebels on TV during the day and go to this game at night. Intriguing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sky Blue FC. <laughs> this is where shit gets real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you thought the situation was fucked up before. <laughs> I think they're ready to turn it to 11 now. Um, 
So Sky Blue announced today that Tammy Murphy, a.k.a. Governor Phil Murphy's wife, would, quote, take an active role in club activities, unquote, as the team promised major improvements to player housing and training facilities. Now, this was a letter that they released, you know, very fancy letter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They talked about increasing staff by 40%. Moving, moving team headquarters closer to player housing, and I, that was the two major things. I don't think there's anything else, but like, this is such a fucked up situation. Like, why? Why is Tammy Murphy the person to come and be the savior? I, I mean, I don't know anything about her, but I can't imagine she's the person to save this team. Well, Governor Phil Murphy has to run the state, which you know. So there was a a Twitter thread that I saw um, Cloud9 retweet. And one of the questions was, uh, this was from Soccer King, or at Soccer King USA. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the questions was, how does this change the, quote, blind trust ownership structure that we were told Phil Murphy put in place to avoid any conflicts of interest? Mm -hmm. Just put the family in charge. That's what seems to work, right? That's what everyone's yeah. doing nowadays. I mean, it works for, I guess it right? works for Trump. Work for Mike, work for Mike Piazza in, uh, <laughs> over in uh, Italy, right? Yeah, Mike's like, uh, hey, honey, uh, you take over. You got this. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's lip service. I mean, what, what else could it be? Until uh, we see photographs of mm-hmm. these, uh, nice apartments and everything. Like, no one's, no one's going to believe any of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know who didn't believe it? For the two draft picks we talked about last time. Yeah, yeah, they got the fuck out of there. They gone. So I think one of these was was technically announced before our last episode, but I didn't see the news of the actual team. So, pick number overall pick number two, Haley Mace, is signed with Melbourne City FC, mm-hmm. and is, and has played for them already. And number six overall pick, Julia Ashley, signed with. Linkopens FC in Sweden. Yep. And she uh and she's a New Jersey girl. Yep. Like she's got a lot of NWSL protecting this league. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> look, the, the the Murphy's a horrible owner. Um he deserves every bit of criticism he's getting uh for this fiasco um he should sell the team but at the same time i'm not sure there's a buyer um yeah you know and uh because you buy a woman's team you got so much stuff you want to you have to work out uh stadium situation we obviously know that the situation in uh Rutgers is untenable um i think the capacity at Montclair, which might be what some people think. I think it's only 2,500. I mean, that's too small. Um, so there's a lot of issues with buying a team here. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, just move to Rebel Arena. That's far easier said than done. Um, you know, it, it, it's, Montclair's capacity is 5,000, by the way. Okay, so it's 5,000 now. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think your cap might be about the same. Um all right, so maybe yeah, maybe that'd be better. I don't know. Uh, 
you know, Rebel Arena is obviously, you know, the Rebel organization has obviously shown an unwillingness to spend money as of late. I mean, I don't know what makes anybody think they're going to, they would do a better job running a, a women's team, uh, with that considering. Are we going to segue into this email? That's well. actually, that's actually a perfect segue. Yeah. Uh, so Alex wrote in, and this was actually, he wrote in about over a week ago. I guess thought he was, he thought we were going to record sooner. So he says, Hey guys, I want to applaud you, uh, for so consistently including women's soccer in your podcast. For a while, I've been meaning to ask you guys if you thought the Red Bulls should have a professional women's team. After hearing your discussion on the topic last episode, I want to chime in with my opinions. The Red Bulls should have a pro women's team ASAP. I think the quote pink bulls unquote would be a welcome addition to the club. Our country is fortunate to have almost without a doubt, the greatest collection of female soccer players in the world. It's sad that the MLS has basically done nothing to leverage this wealth of soccer talent, experience, and knowledge to benefit the league. Do we have any female assistant coaches in MLS, or are any of our great women's players working in other capacities with MLS? I feel that having a pro women's team would be consistent with the value of inclusion, equality, and community that the Red Bulls so aptly represent. Also, eventually a women's team is coming to the NY City area. I'm just hoping we have the good sense to beat NYCFC to the punch. All right, who wants to go first? Me? Uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm just gonna go with off the pink bulls. I understand why you're saying that, but I think that's wrong to say it. Yeah, yeah that that would never be a name. I mean, I mean, it's, it's it's already bad when teams call us the pink cows to try to you know a, make a effeminate mark about us as a fan base and us as a team. It's even worse when you're applying that that same standard to a women's team. They'd probably just be Red Bull women or something like that. that. I, that's fine, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the generic play, pink bulls placeholder. Well, I, I'm sure he meant nothing by it. Is I know, it? I know he didn't. I'm not. So let's not shame this guy for saying pink bulls. Shame, right? shame, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, yeah. It, the connotations, uh, whatever. It's fine. Not, not the end of the world. All right. Anyway. Opinion on Truman. I think you're ready to go. Yeah. So uh, where to touch off first? I think the the idea of MLS kind of working with a with more of the women's teams. I think it's hard because there's what two MLS teams that uh, work side by side with the women's teams. I think it's Portland and Seattle, right? I, I believe so, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's. It might be a little bit easier for them because they do have such a strong fan base anyway for their, for the MLS teams. Yeah. Uh, I think with other teams, it's just extremely financially difficult to operate their own team, mm-hmm. let alone, uh, a USL team. And then you're going to try to run a women's team. I, I, I think it's just a lot to ask of a league that's still growing. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's, it's, it's still very, very young. Um, I, I think it's a lot to ask of. I think it would be, I mean, you would think it would make it more financially stable considering the way the women's league is right now. It, it, it's just tough to put that on MLS. Yeah. Um, as for seeing like the Red Bulls getting involved, again, I don't see it happening unless Sky Blue says, Hey, can we play our home games at Red Bull Arena? I think that's the only thing you could see happening. And if you think I don't, I don't see that happening. But yeah. I just I couldn't see the Red Bulls taking on ownership uh, of another team. Yeah. I mean, we complain about <laughs> you know the Red Bulls spending money. 
you know, what are they going to spend on, on a women's team? So, uh, so by the way, Portland's owned by Portland. Um, the Houston Dash are owned by the Dynamo and the Orlando okay. Pride by Orlando City. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. So three teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three out of t- how many teams are in the league now? 58 teams, the way this league's going? <laughs> and, and, I, and I think Seattle's at least working closely, not necessarily owning. Right. So, again, I – I don't know. It, it's it would be a big financial burden. Yeah, and he, and he's saying playing at Red Bull Arena doesn't make sense for New York Red Bulls too. Correct. Right? Why would it make sense for Sky Blue? Yeah, I'm I'm not trying to put Sky Blue down, but it, honestly, right. like I w- when I went to the game last year, there was maybe a hundred people. And granted, it was the first game, first home game for New York Red Bulls two of the year, and it was March, but there was like a hundred people there. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, when we went to the Sky Blue game, there was probably what, um, maybe maybe a thousand. I was going to say fifteen hundred. Yeah, at most. Like, well, the, I mean, it, Red Bull Arena would be an easier get to for a lot of people. Well, you would presumably so. Right, um, but the, the funny the problem is the financial cost of operating the stadium. Yeah, it's out, crazy. Outweighs, outweighs the benefit from right. Sky Blue couldn't even afford that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look. Right now, we're averaging what, like seventeen thousand for a Red Bulls game. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to see Sky Blue doing better. Um, you know, or, or or a Red Bull women's team for whatever. I think in the end, ideally, yes. Uh, especially if women's soccer continues to grow in this country, ideally, yes, you would want to see the Red Bulls have a women's team. Where let's just say they even sold out the lower bowl only for those games. Uh, you know, that, that would be wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, just right now, look, the audience isn't there. Um, MLS itself is not there. Um, you know, and, and until those things change, it, it's hard to see uh, that happening. I mean, who knows? We'll see what happens. I mean, the World, Women's World Cup is this year. Another women's win for the U.S. might get even more eyes on the pro game. Um, but I, I think where we are right now, it's just it's just not happening. And again, with Sky Blue, I don't I don't know what the solution is. I really don't because clearly Rutgers is not. It's not. And until they go with my plan with playing at um, the Somerset Patriots Ballpark, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where else you go. Mm-hmm. I, you can't that that idea that they had of moving down the Jackson. Who was going to go to games down there? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough enough for the for my friends that I know that go to the Sky Blue games. Now they're driving even further south. Yeah. I don't think they're going to attract a, a, a South Jersey crowd, um, and I don't. I I wouldn't know where else you can go. It's it's. I don't know. It's kind of a shitty situation around here. Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of space, and uh, you know, building a stadium for them not exactly a financially smart move either. Yeah, and what's what's great is like the Riveters, the hockey team. Mm-hmm. They got the perfect setup because they're playing right at the Devils Arena in the in the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, space, which is, has a bunch of seats in there, like big bleacher seats. Mm-hmm. And then they played the occasional games inside the Prudential Center. Like that was very fortunate. That was a great deal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we just don't have that with the women's soccer. There's no just, oh, we have the field right next to Red Bull Arena. Right. Mm-hmm. We, with, with seats, we just, it's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. And something, something I just remembered was, I don't know. I think the first or second year that they were back in the NWSL, 
there was rumors that the Red Bulls were talking to Sky Blessy as either a shirt sponsor or possibly co-owner of the team. And the way those rumors were trending was Sky Blue didn't want any part of it because of the fact that they didn't want the Red Bulls um, branding. Mm -hmm. So assuming co-ownership was on the table and they weren't willing to give part ownership of the team then for money. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think Phil Murphy's bought the team since then, but still like it's not obviously income for some reason is not the driving force behind the ownership group. I don't really know what the motivation is at this point. Don't know. I think I read somewhere that he wanted to build something for his daughters or something. Then fucking treat the players with respect. That was actually rather the big point of that, uh, uh, of that uh, article. Is that like, Oh yeah, good job. (laughs) But uh, just uh, just echoing the same stuff we talked about before, you know, it. I, I would love Red Bulls to own a women's team if they could own Sky Blue. I'd be. I think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be kind of fitting to, especially with the way they've proven to be able to groom men's youth talent. If they could apply some of that effort and then groom women's youth talent, they. I mean, New Jersey, for as much as people don't show up to Red Bulls games, is a soccer hotbed. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to think that, you know, having a connected uh, women's team to Red Bull uh, with with the leverage of, hey, look, this is what we can do on the academy side from the men, couldn't end up being a, one of the best things for the area, let alone U.S. soccer. I mean, not I'm not saying that would happen overnight but mm-hmm. you know having red bull in that arena would be amazing but the financial cost at the moment for the red bulls would just i think would too greatly outweigh any benefits they would see in the short term yeah, yeah. you've seen women's soccer work at red bull arena too i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's the national team which is always going to bring out big crowds mm-hmm. uh but it's been successful mm-hmm. it's it's just like you said i i think on either sides it's it's just about money mm-hmm that I think that's what it really comes down to. Yeah, the money's not there yet. I, I mean, nope. it, it will be someday, I think, I believe. Uh, but it's just, it's just right now, it's not there. The, the The problem overall is that the league has not done enough to help. At least from what I've, at least from what I can tell, the, you know, as much as I don't watch week in and week out, NWSL has not done self favors in growing the league to help a team like Sky Blue get through. You know, whatever financial trouble might be going on right now behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, the reason Portland does so well is because Merritt Polson is an owner that's invested. Uh, Orlando Pride do well because they have an invested owner. The Houston Dash have an invested owner. Right. Um, we've, the league saw teams fold. They saw a team in Kansas City fold. They saw a team in New England fold. They saw the Western New York Flash, a defending NWSL championship get purchased by a USL owner and get moved to North Carolina. Right. The teams that the teams that are doing well in NWSL have invested owners. Mm. Sky Blue obviously doesn't. Not to not not at least not even close to the level that a Portland or Houston or Orlando have. Yeah. 
So, bottom line, I, I agree that the Red Bulls could use the women's team, but I don't think the financials are um, – unless all of a sudden uh, Dietrich decides he wants to start funding a women's team in Leipzig and a women's team in Salzburg, yeah. <laughs> I don't see it happening in, in, mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah, no. Because I, I honestly, at this point, I think the only reason that the only reason it happens here is he goes, "All right, we're we're going to build a, a what we've done with the men. We're going to build the exact same structure for the women." Mm-hmm. And it's it's an investment. Yeah, yep. yeah. But thanks for the email. Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> that's our longest discussion of the night. So that's yeah, good. Yep, yep. We like when uh, things go to hell. There's more to talk about. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I want to. There's, there's this other part we kind of skipped over. So the, the, there was a question embedded in here about uh, female assistant coaches in MLS and are any women players working with MLS in any capacity? I mean, uh, I I mean in, in general, I have no idea about it, the the. Well, here's the, a question in the, general, right? If you're especially, yeah. and I'm not trying to say this to put anybody down, but how many? How many great U.S. women's players have even tried to coach in NWSL? Mm. That's a good question. I don't know. Right? Yeah. If I mean, if if they're not, if I mean, I don't even hear about them in lower leagues like USL. Right? If and, and I and I hate to say it as based off of you know past stars, but I mean. Unfortunately, I think we're still at a place where if you want to get an assistant coach on the sidelines, it's got to be someone who has some name power behind them so that's who they could walk into the locker room and have some respect right away. Right. I mean, you could probably get, you know, for like a USL side, you could probably find a great uh, college coach and bring them in. Mm-hmm. But MLS, it better be somebody like a um, – uh, not not necessarily hope solo, but somebody along those lines of star power, where they they walk into a room, and immediately, you know, players are going to be respect their what they're saying, right? Like like if Hope Solo walked into a locker room as a goalkeeper coach, she obviously is getting respect from whoever's on that that roster. But as as in this, as like the second or third assistant coach, they have to have some a resume behind them to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the second part of the question: um, Are any women players working capacities within MLS? I have no idea. Um, you know, so we, we, I don't think any of us can answer that. No question. I and I, I don't know if there are any female assistant coaches in the league right now. Uh, but I think, as Jay said, um, you know, how many have tried uh, to become coaches? Um, you know, perhaps one day is more due. Um, you know, that, that will be changed, um, you know, uh, but we'll see, um, uh, you know, and then until then, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so here, here's a, I, I told you guys, or I showed you guys about the story about, uh, a women's coach. I think it was in Ireland and a Germany I think. Or, or, or yeah, it was like a second division German side or, or no, mm-hmm. like third or fourth. But, you know, she's the head coach, and she got a, a comment basically like, how do you 
it, I forget the exact context, but it basically was like, how do you pick your team or like, how do you, or how do you walk into the locker room when you're the only woman there? Mm. I mean, we all like to pretend that we, you know, society has, is evolving, but we're not at the point where even in that situation, a woman's coach is taken seriously. Right. It's not going to happen here mm. as much as that, that's bad to say. Even societally, as a society, we're not in a position for that to happen yet. I no, mean, we, we can't even get athletes. You know, athletes are afraid to come out. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we, we're still in dealing with that. Where it's gonna be even harder dealing with like a female coach walk, like you said, walking into a locker room with all men. Mm-hmm. You know, men. We're men. We're manly men. Yeah. You know, can have anything messing up the locker room, the manly locker room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fully support if. The way I view it is I, there was an episode of Rescue Me that kind of dealt with a woman coming in as a firefighter, and, and Dennis Leary's character says, I don't care if you're a man, woman, Asian, black, white, whatever. If I am down in a if, – if I fall in a fire, I need you to pull my ass out of it. It's – you know, if, if, there's a, if there's a person that can do the job, great. I don't care who they are. Let them do it. Yeah, it's just that sports isn't there yet. That's, that's yeah, the bigger it's just, it's just not. Yeah. It's, Hopefully it will someday, but it is not now. Yeah. How about we keep going? Yeah, I think we'll we've, 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 we've yeah. All right. Uh, dumping ground. Uh, these two matches happened after our last podcast. Uh, United States had two friendlies. The first, and we, I think we've got to even talk about them on that show, by the way. We uh, did forget to preview them. Yeah. Uh, on January 27th, USA won a 3 nothing friendly versus Panama. On the 2nd of February, they won a 2 nothing friendly over Costa Rica. And Red Bull Aaron Lawn was given the captain's armband for both matches. Yep. Hero. Yep. And I didn't watch a single minute of those games. So nope. I, can't talk I totally forgot they were even on. I watched them both. Uh, yeah, team looked good. It looked like they had an idea of what they were supposed to do. Um, January camp games rarely look are rarely at all entertaining. Um, the or the very, 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 very early returns on Greg Berhalter are positive. Um, it shows that he has a tactical idea of what he wants to do with his team. Um, you know, so uh, but you know, again, they they played weak opposition. It was like Panama B team. Uh, I think same with Costa Rica. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely think there are a few players who may have earned some additional looks in March. Uh, Aaron Long being one of them, Sebastian Lechet, uh, someone who I personally think had he never gotten hurt, uh, last World Cup cycle, maybe that team would have made the World Cup. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, so it was solid. It was fun. Uh, it gives some food for thought, uh, until the next friendlies in March. All right. <laughs> uh, anything else for dumping ground? No, I don't think so. That, nope. <laughs> that's a perfect way to lead this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, Truman, unless you have something, I'm saying no terrible team of the week. I got two. Oh, okay. Two. I got wow. two. That's yeah. Impressive. For now, preseason, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there, this clearly has nothing to do with Major League Soccer, but uh, both – I have to talk about uh, because they both involve teams I don't like. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was today. 
Manchester United losing at home 2-0 in the Champions League to Lyon. So, waka, waka, waka. But if ever there was one game where I had to just suck it up and root for Chelsea, and God knows no one wants to do that (laughs) because they played Manchester United and that game was over in three minutes. Man City. Oh, Man City. I'm sorry. Yeah, Man City. Uh, and losing six nothing to them. Yep. It was six nothing. It, it was what? I think three or four nothing. Twenty five minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. It was. It was. I think it was two nothing within like the first four or five minutes or something. It was unreal. It was brutal. Worst loss in uh, that team's history. And on Twitter, there's this one fan. I'm not gonna be able to find it, but he was going crazy, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> the dude was like shaking his his uh, the, his phone, yelling at his phone. It was awesome. Oh. He, he was slightly perturbed. So yeah, I mean, worst worst loss in Chelsea's Premier League history: six nothing. Yeah. Oof. And I I'm won gonna, money, so thanks I'm for gonna, that loss. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in because this is not. I, I'm glad I didn't watch this game as an Everton fan, and I know it wasn't this past week, but a three-one loss at home. To West Ham, come on, man! Fucking West Ham, they're fucking every, they're fucking my season up, <laughs> fucking it up. Oh, runner up, of course, uh, terrible team of the week. Runner up from a few weeks ago to the uh, Los Angeles Rams. You suck. Oof, you suck. That was the worst Super Bowl ever. Oh, you just suck so bad. Mm. What a joke. And I love football. But I love the football apologists who are like, oh, you thought it was boring? Then don't watch it. It's Defense like, is great. Yeah. It's like, it was a boring game. Get over it. Brutal. Deal with it. Now, now I wish Roger Goodell had stepped in and reversed the, the no pass interference call. <laughs> oh, I mean, New Orleans would have creamed them. Yeah. I, and it would have been, at least it would have been entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Plus, I wouldn't have had to see the goddamn Patriots win again. <sighs> Can't wait till Brady's gone. Yeah, and I, I mean, off the earth, off like completely off the earth. And yes. and just think, Kansas City would have been in that game if not for a stupid offside penalty. Yep. 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 Thanks. Sure. Yep. All right. Let's let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can visit visit us uh, visit us at patreon.com slash Rant. One dollar a month is all you need to throw some support our way, uh, exclusive content such as uh, monthly wrap-ups, uh, live post-games and forever at the games. Uh, you can email us like Alex did, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash redbullrant. Yes, I did post the last episode there, so we're getting back to that. Right. Uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Red Bull Rant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at PMAC D82 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Uh, scratch your show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Oh my God. How long has we got to, we got to say this? But uh, when? When? And we'll see you next week. Yeah, next week, when? And please be televised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 296 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Goodbye. Lights.